everybody. Welcome to What's Up Radio. I'm your host, Tasso. I'm your other host, Kay. And over the next little while, we're going to bring you through the five W's. That are the what? The where. The when. The why. And the who. I knew that. We're going to get so close over the next little while. It's going to feel like we're stalking you. Yes, indeed. So stay tuned. This episode is powered by Thick and Curvy Fitness. Get ready to move. Hey everybody, Tasso and Kay here. With, what's up? Yeah, what's up? What's, what's up? up, everybody? Of course, Samantha's here. Say hello, Samantha. Hey guys. And our going? guest, who's our guest? What's your name? Introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are. This is Allison Russell and I'm from Thick and Curvy Fitness. Thick and Curvy Fitness. I got the, uh, the email telling us we're yeah. going to be inter uh, interviewing Allison and it said Thick and Curvy before mm -hmm. I opened the email, I said, oh my God, a new kind of pasta. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's fitness. And fitness, what a business to be in. Yeah. How are you managing? Are you enjoying it? I'm liking it a lot. I've been at it for about eight months now. So I did a huge career shift, but I love it. Because I mean, I love to work out. So now I get to work out with other people, then work out in between clients. I used to my whole day at the gym, so it's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. And I must say, for someone who... Uh, Spends your whole day at the gym. You smell lovely. Oh, <laughs> oh you do. We were expecting a little bit worse when we walked in, but I think hey. it's Samantha's candles. Though. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, don't take accountability. So, I mean, let's say it's a question that that, that begs. Uh, what made you cut, get into uh, to fitness and health and so yeah. on and so forth? What was your motivator? So, my main motivation was the fact that I lost a hundred pounds. What? Yes, I need wow. to show you guys a picture. Of yeah, a hundred. Yeah. So I lost a hundred pounds. Wow. So my previous career was actually a youth worker and a coordinator of youth programs at the Y. So I worked literally in a gym. I had a free gym membership and I never worked out. I always kind of struggled with being overweight since I was young. Yeah, this is me here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my That's gosh. That's crazy. Indeed. That is nutsoid. You guys yeah. can't see this, but the transition is just, it's two yeah. different people. I'll it, actually upload it on our Instagram wow. and our highlight if it's not already there. Yeah. So I guess but, yeah. success works into yeah. the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I started uh, training with a personal trainer. I finally decided enough was enough. There was a day where I had trouble tying my shoes and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. Yeah. And so I started training. I started having success. And then I realized one of the reasons why I always had trouble is because I didn't feel comfortable going into the gym. I didn't know what I was doing, how would people look at me. And so I thought, well, there's probably a lot of women who feel the exact same oh, way. Oh, absolutely. I've been there myself. I mean, especially I hate going to the gyms. It's not my thing. I, I do. I feel out of place. I don't know what I'm doing. You feel weird. And then yeah. you start getting a little discouraged. What keeps you going? Well, I mean, what kept me going initially was just I kept having success. And then when I made this my business, it's like a great motivator yeah. to kind of keep myself in shape. And I really want to be a trainer for women who've been struggling with weight their whole life and who don't want, I'll say the typical trainer, right? They want somebody who's done it here, and somebody here. who understands the experience and can adapt exercises to them. Like you see somebody put an overweight woman in a leg press machine and they don't fit in properly. They look uncomfortable. Like yeah. I know all these things because I've experienced all of this already. Yeah. Yeah, relating definitely has a huge, huge aspect to it. Because yeah. that's just it. When I go into a gym, you see these personal trainers are all built up. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be with somebody who's like, you know, a very overweight personal trainer. Well, mm -hmm. well, 
well, go ahead, finish up. I, I gotta, I gotta. Well, I'm just saying it becomes intimidating. Yeah, Someone who's actually already done the journey and then kind of know how it feels kind of gives you a little bit more. So it's okay. It, it, I understand exactly what the uh, what Kay is saying, but the thing is for me is that I I've been in and out of gyms. I'm consistently inconsistent when it comes to physical education, physical fitness. Okay, I'm unfortunately a, a, a product of a family that is massive foodies. All of us, every one of us. My hobbies are food, et cetera, et cetera. So a buddy of mine was a trainer. Uh, before we met, he introduced himself, said, hi, come by my gym, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this was a really big fellow. Now, I became friends with him. We stayed buddies for years. But uh, when he would go to people, I, I, I told him, I said one day, I said, you've, I think you've got to look the role mm -hmm. to be a trainer. Mm -hmm. And he was maybe 60, 70 pounds overweight. Now, he had the upper body because he was an incredible bodybuilder. So he still had that puffy chest, those arms. But, you know, his breasts sat on his stomach. What do I say? I mean, politely. Mm -hmm. So is image the biggest part of getting confidence out of a, from a client? Look, I think it's definitely part of it. I definitely think you need to look the part. And I am... By no means thin, and I will probably never be thin. And I'm still definitely not work no, in not progress. Yeah. So you know, I still have goals I want to reach and body parts I want to improve on. But I think for me, when people see the before and after, you know, uh, nobody people aren't necessarily striving per, for perfection or trying to look like the girl on the cover of the magazine. A lot of people just want to be a healthy, right? Because yeah, all of that body is weight, and that's that's more what I stress. I stretch, you know, ditching the scale and kind of not paying attention too much to numbers at the beginning and just really focusing on building healthy habits, working on getting fitter initially and really like the non-scale victories. Like a client who couldn't do a proper squat at the beginning, maybe she hasn't lost 20 pounds yet, but now she could actually squat and get back up or go up the stairs at work without getting out of breath. Like those are the goals you're going to see initially. And those are normally the goals that will keep people going. Whereas if you're constantly using that number on the scale oh. as your motivation for a lot of women, it gets more discouraging than motivating. And so I focus yeah. on those type of victories. I agree. I'm, I'm a scale fanatic. I'm always looking for the results on the scale. That's uh... I was that way. Now, I've lost uh, maybe three and a half to 4,000 pounds over the past few years because I yo-yo, okay? But... Uh, Wait, yeah, it's like, thanks. Did you say three and a half to four pounds yeah. over the yeah, years? Yeah, like, like 30 to, 30 yeah, to 50 like pound increments, it's not hard to get there. Okay, a slight exaggeration. But the thing is that, and I had this argument because I've been to dietitians, I've been to trainers, I've been to motivational, blah, 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 done the gamut because I'm a little older than everybody here. I know it's hard to believe it's <laughs> such a good headache. But the thing is that um, for me, in the beginning, when I'm making those initial steps, that foray into, okay, enough with my own BS, mm -hmm. get your sweatsuit on, get the hell over to the gym, and take that pizza and put it down. When I finally decide to do that, after 7 or 10 or 15 days, when I get, I want to see that I've accomplished something. And mm -hmm. the scale is what gives it to you. It's instant gratification, perhaps, or not so instant, but mm -hmm. it's gratification. No? Mm -hmm. Then, down the road, <laughs> a month into it, six weeks into it, I stop looking at the sale, scale and do what the motivational uh, uh, teacher or trainer said and just let your clothes be your guide. But you got to initially, I think in the beginning, you've got to get that first, hey, you lost 10 pounds, 
You know, next week we're going to put you on that machine and see how it works. No? Look, maybe for some people it never worked for me. I was I was always horrified to even step on the scale. I didn't oh, want to see the number, right? Really? I didn't want to see it yeah. at the doctor's office. I didn't want to see it at the gym. And I know most of my clients, they love the fact that I don't weigh them at the beginning because they don't even want me to know the exact yeah. number. So it could be a different for men or for women, yeah. but that was always my approach. And my approach is always go by how your clothes fit because – Sometimes, too, as you're building muscle, the scale's not necessarily moving even though you're shrinking. So I could go down a pant size and the scale didn't move yet, but my shape yeah. has completely changed. Or, you know, I'm at a, I could deadlift 150 pounds now. Like, that to me Ooh. is success. What the scale yeah. says is completely, at this point, irrelevant because I know that I'm fitter. I know I could do a ton of things I couldn't. I mean, I ran a 5K a few weeks. I would have never wow. done yeah. that before. So, and I mean, I have friends who are far thinner than I am and they can run a 5k yeah. so it's my what does the lifestyle yeah yeah and it's little victories that aren't necessarily aren't necessarily reinforced by value or numbers exactly yeah, motivated motivational factors by other sources yeah I think yeah. too the difference could be that women were always kind of like bombarded by these images yeah. of these yes. perfect airbrushed women well, and so just it, when know. that's your goal the, like most of us are never going to look like those women. So when you're trying to chase that and a number and a certain look, yeah. well, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to look like her. I think yeah. it's I think it's general for for everybody. I mean, it's the same thing Men for me. Women, yeah. You know, I used to go to the high school. First off, uh, I was short. Okay, you still are. <laughs> That, that's hurtful. I'm just saying. <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's all the, the, the jocks who got the good-looking girls in school. Yeah. You know, and I'd look at them and go, okay, I'm going to go on a diet this week and start pumping weight. Oh, just go and pump air into your bicycle and give up. It's a hard thing. Image is a hard thing. It's very, very difficult to deal with. But I don't know how easy it is to break that. You know, stop looking at yourself, stop look at, looking at everybody else, look at me and let's go forward with this. Yeah, well, I think success comes internally in whatever format or vicinity you're focused on, whether it's health and wellness or starting your own business and actually running it and sustaining it. So that's another thing. You've recently become newly self-employed full-time, right? Yeah. How do you find that the correlation of success in the fitness industry has actually helped with the success of your business? I found for me that having now clients who kind of look to me for support yeah. or look to me for help kind of motivates me to keep, keep being on. better yeah. because I'm still, I mean, I'm not where I want to be. So I'm still kind of on my fitness journey as well. And I, I will be, and I'm always trying to be better and try to eat cleaner and make a more positive mindset and develop more healthy habits. And so I'm finding it really fun to kind of experiment myself, see what works, share things with them, mm -hmm. issue challenges. So I found it's, if anything, it's kicked everything else into high gear. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it all ties in because in terms of fitness and weight loss, it's something I never thought I could do. I just yeah. thought it would never happen. And I did it. And that's what made me decide to start my own business. I was like, well, if I could lose 100 pounds, why can't I do yeah. this? Yeah. Right? Now I feel like I can do anything. Amazing. I have a lot less self-doubt. Yeah. Although there are still some mornings I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I just get how, through it. How are you? with um, people who don't want you to succeed and say, hey, you actually can't do it or pull you down. How are you or how do you kind of deflect that? You know, I'm super lucky that I, I keep my circle very small. So, mm -hmm. you know, my family, my very, very, very close friends. So I haven't gotten 
a lot of that, I mean, I've had certain comments from people who would say things like, you can't be body positive if you lose weight or felt like I had maybe changed because I've definitely become more confident yeah. with the success, not necessarily the weight loss, but with all overall, of the, yeah. yeah, everything that I've achieved besides like the number on the scale. So, I mean, my, my way of always looking at people like that is, you know, you're probably dealing with your own things. If you have the time to kind of yeah, hate on exactly, me, so yeah. you deal with your own skeletons issues yeah. and I'm going to kind of not like that get in my way. But I mean, sometimes it does kind of bring you down a little bit, but yeah. um, I just try to focus on what I'm doing and try to not pay attention to other people because I have enough on my own plate to really spend any For time sure. considering the opinions of others. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's the time of the year where you should start thinking about yourself for a change. Absolutely. Good diet, good exercise, good times. You'll find them at Thick and Kirby Fitness by Allison Russell. Check it out. You'll get moving. See, I'm not a big fan of gyms myself, so I always go towards a diet. I always go towards eating the right things. And mm -hmm. how do you feel about diets? Is diet a word that you don't like to use or just, you know, not really, you know, the, the focal point of the whole overall so for me, I did not diet. So upfront, I did not go on any diets to lose the hundred pounds. Um, what I, how I started really was I started not even by taking things out of my diet. I started by adding things. So instead of depriving myself of sugar or things like that, I actually started trying to eat more fruits and vegetables every day. So I used more of an adding and more of a positive than the negative. And then I started to slowly kind of reduce and cut things out. So I did things very gradually because I've right. done the diet thing before and the yo-yo and the in and the out. And for me, it never, ever, ever worked. And for a lot of people, diets are great, you know, do this for 90 days, but what yeah. happens after the 90 days and it's not sustainable. So I'm all about developing healthy eating habits than a diet because a lot of people just find them far too restrictive to sustain. So that's how I started. I will be upfront. I did about a year into my, so say about 50 pounds, I did go vegan. Okay. So I am vegan. <laughs> I see your face. Now. <laughs> Ew. But, what? but that was, that wasn't even fully for, uh, even for just fitness purposes. I mean, I had a lot of reasons for going vegan. It definitely, I find it definitely helped. I mean, you could go vegan and not necessarily be eating healthy, but it does help. You know, when somebody brings like donuts to the office, they're not vegan, so I can't eat them. So I, I did find it helped me exactly avoid a lot of the treats that people have kind of lying out or potlucks or, yeah, you know, cake at parties. Like, you know, so it, it helped in that sense. Yeah. Again, too, I for myself when it comes to those kind of things, I try to stay away from restaurants. I find it's harder, more home cooking at home, get more control of what you're having. Yeah, yeah. especially going vegan because you don't know what comes. Exactly. Into so I give advice like you know, don't drink your calories. A lot oh, of people God, don't I realize you know you're calories. drinking a 500 calorie Starbucks drink a day. Yeah. You know, cut that out and see how many pounds you lose. Um, you know, reduce your sugar intake. Meal prep is a big thing too. You know, yeah. I try to prep on Sundays and tell my clients to prep because if you prep for the week. We're all busy. You're less likely to throw in a delicio pizza or end that up. Exactly. Is tips. the most important thing yeah. of all. Now, uh, past uh, four, I guess about four years, give or take. Yeah, give or take. I've slowly reduced my weight, uh, uh, dieting, but with a very small D. Just kind of mm -hmm. trying to follow some kind of a plan to 
just you know set the the uh, parameters. But for me, the best thing that I could do of all would be to cook two days a week, mm-hmm. prep everything. So uh, there are a lot of uh, salads without lettuce. The bean salads, yeah. all kinds of stuff like that that you can prepare. The longer they sit in your fridge, the better they taste, okay? Because they get the lemon, the garlic, and so on and so forth. So come home, grill a piece of meat, the salad's made, throw it in the dish, bingo, you've got a fantastic meal, cup of tea, and away you go. So, yeah, cooking is, is the most important. And I think that's the one thing that nobody, no diet plan out there pushes. They'll push, yes, Here's our recipe plan and so on and so forth. But don't forget, you could buy these meals and that, I think, they're loaded with sodium, number one. Um, they're, uh, and they're just loaded with chemicals. You well, know? that's the problem, you know? yeah. Yeah, a piece of advice I give my clients, because I'm not a nutritionist, right? I'm a no. personal trainer, but I can give advice. One of the things I always tell them, try A, to buy food that doesn't come with a label, right? Yeah. Apple doesn't come with a label. If you're buying food with a label, if you cannot read the ingredients, Bingo. you shouldn't eat it. That's exactly yeah. what I How say. How many X's and Z's should be in a word, yeah. not oh this gosh, many? Know. You know, yeah. Who the hell wants to eat xanthian gum? Just eat. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. Give me chiclets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just eat real food. Yeah. Did eat you ever, real food. Did you ever have to get really hard on a client? to like? Because I had that experience. I had a breakdown one day in the dietitian's office. The reason I'm talking about dietitians and doing all this stuff is that I was diagnosed pre-diabetic. Okay. And I had a great doctor at the time. And he said, look, Tasso, go down the hall. I'll send you down the hall to the dietitian. She'll have you on uh, on meds in 5.2 seconds, and I'll have a hard time getting you off. Mm. He says, move your fat backside, get up, start doing a little something, yeah. and start watching what you eat. And yeah. stop the nonsense. Yeah, I did that. It started to work, but I reached a plateau. Then we got a family pet that I was forced to walk. Please. And the exercise, yeah. the exercise is what brought me down below. Mm-hmm. But at one point, sitting with the, because I, I decided on my own to go to a dietitian, and I worked so hard that week doing like the right food and the right this. And the, I got to the office, I did a weigh-in, which she was not fond of. Eh? She okay. didn't like the weigh-ins, but every once in a while she had to. Yeah. And she and I, I, I scored zero. I didn't lose. I didn't get. I stayed the same. I had a meltdown in the office, and she took my hand very gently in the office and said to me, "She's tassel." Tasso, dear, sweet, sweet Tasso, you're such a wonderful man. I see you tried so hard. She says, but you don't play football anymore. You don't need all that food. You have to eat less because you don't need it. Yeah. And you know something? To me, that was that was tough for her to say. But yeah. it's something, you've got to be hard sometimes. Yeah. Maybe not sweet Tasso. <laughs> Maybe not darling man, but you go sit. Jerry, have to tell somebody, look, stop. Think what you're doing. Look at yourself. Think what you're doing. Do you ever have to do something tough I love? do. I mean, I, I try as much as I can to sit down and be like, okay, well, why did this happen? What were the, and how can we address yeah. them? So for example, I had a client who was, I could see she was having a lot of, uh, a really hard time fitting in her workout. She meets with me once a week and then I give her a program. She does it on her own. Cause I do a lot of in-home training as well, not just in gyms, oh, which really? is fantastic. Yeah. 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 So I have a gym in my home and I go to people's homes. So I'd say the majority of my business is actually more in home. Cause a lot of women don't want to step foot into the gym right initially. Right. So wow. I go to wow. them. Um, so we sat down and what I did was we kind of adapted her program so that they're these very intense, but they're 30 minutes. So she could fit them in better. It saves her the 30 minutes. So we kind of, we address, we sat down and go, look, this isn't working. We've had this many weeks where you're not getting in the workouts you're supposed to. Yeah. Why? And how are we going to fix this? Um, but I do try my best to kind of 
not be too hard. I mean, a lot of these women have faced, you know, being called fat their whole life or always no, feeling less than. So I do try to come with a, a more compassionate approach, but I definitely do have to sit down and say, look, you're going to, I can only do so much, right? Yeah, I'm exactly. not here with you all week. I'm not the one making your meals. I can't drag you to the gym when I'm not here. Yeah. Right. You need to sit down and you will get out the work you put into it. So if you're not seeing the results, we've got to kind of figure out why that's happening. Exactly. Like, yeah. How can you put in more work? What do we need to address? Your mindset, your workouts, your, is there somebody around you who's not supporting you in your meal plan? Like mm -hmm. kind of, there's no point on me yelling at you, but like, what are the right issues up. and like, what are yeah. your potential solutions? Like you don't have a problem if there's a solution. No. So you have a problem right now. Let's find the solution. Exactly. There has to be one. Ladies, yeah. I would not be cut out for that job. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because you yell at everybody. <laughs> Stop eating. What are you eating? Stop it. Well, you're not, the thing is. A dietitian told me once, stop eating because I'm not a football player. Well, you know what? You, need, you know, sometimes, you ever see the movie where the woman is hysterical and the man smacks her across and says, stop it, come to your senses. I mean, sometimes people need that kind of a joke. Yeah. Like, stop it. You know, like someone who is very sick, uh, uh, high blood pressure, mm -hmm. diabetic, uh, uh, high cholesterol, and then all the the ailments that come with this, those diseases. Those sometimes you gotta smack somebody, and say, "Hey, stop! Yeah, you're killing yourself. I'm not here to watch you." No, yeah. that, that never happened. I've never smacked a client. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> verbally. I was looking for a job as a trainer, but I guess I can, can't get anything with yeah. you. <laughs> I guess people come to you for that accountability and for that leadership and for that like being that that I guess rock as much as you can be but obviously if their mind isn't in it if they don't really want it that much then like there's only so much you could do but from experience or from what I've heard you are clearly on the right track and clearly yeah no things are going well I mean I have clients seeing success I have a super high retention rate which is super important so yeah again I always just try to really focus on giving them the tools that they need but also stressing that at the end of the day this is your journey and yeah. we need to find a way to kind of help you change your mindset so that you can do this on your own as well yeah. because you know that's what I had I had a great trainer and I had a lot of support and I was Kind of doing it but I also learned how to kind of change things on my own and become accountable to myself at the end of the day because at the end of the day I'm the one who was in the body that couldn't get up the stairs who couldn't tie their shoes without getting out of breath that was that was me right yeah. that's what yeah. I was dealing with day to day and so that was kind of the huge motivator that I have when my kind of trainer was like this is on you yeah what what would you say to somebody who is ready to get invested into you but is actually scared to take that leap so I get that all the time every time I have a client who has a first session they're always afraid afraid it's gonna be too hard that they're gonna look stupid that they're not gonna know what they're doing we've all been there when I started I like I said I could barely walk up the stairs now I can deadlift everybody starts somewhere, somewhere and everybody is made you are made to move you were built to move that's what your body is for so like I said, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Normally it's in my house or in their house. So I always just tell them, look, we're starting super basic. We're starting slow till you get comfortable till I can, so I can see how you move. You're not going to, it's not going to be the first session where I'm going to run you into the ground. You're not able to walk the next day. I've had that. Covered in sweat. Um, you know, I want people to start by enjoying fitness and not dreading it. I always kind of, one of the first things I did was I changed my mindset from, 
um, I have to work out to I get to work yeah, out. Yeah, that's a yes, good one. That's I like and that. So I try Absolutely. to kind of teach that to my clients, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I lure them in slowly. The first few workouts, you know, they get gradually <laughs> harder, but the first few are yeah, really just <laughs> getting comfortable. Yeah. And you know, before you can go all out crazy, I mean, you can't give a newbie a burpee right away if they could barely squat oh properly, gosh, right? Like you've got to start on the fundamentals and the the foundations of movement because a lot of people don't have those basics. Because I'm working with a lot of people who they've never you know they've never exercised before they've always been overweight so you really have to learn how your body works before mm -hmm. you can go all out and so start off slow and gradually and it's about building a relationship with fitness and not kind of diving in head first and scaring people away oh, right I mean sin. yeah absolutely now uh background wise um I mean you obviously took some courses to mm -hmm. to show people how to how to start all this stuff. Become expert. become exactly yeah. yeah. So whereabouts did you go do your training and stuff? So my background is actually in human relations, so that's where I get all of my counseling skills from. And I was a youth worker at the Y for eight years, and then so that's why you wouldn't smack anybody. Okay. <laughs> human relations, human yeah, relations. you're a nice lady. There we go. And then I did my uh, my individual conditioning certification. So there's a lot of different places you okay. can do that. I did mine through the Y because okay. I work for the Y. And then in order to kind of maintain that, I'm always doing credit courses throughout the year and getting new certifications. But any anybody who has an interest, definitely the courses are out there to become um, a personal trainer. If you have the interest and you really want to invest the time, um, it's definitely possible, but there's lots of places in Montreal where you can get the education to do so. That's awesome. And you were saying that you go to other people's houses to go and train. Do you need a full gym in your house to be doing that? Or what kind of things do you need no. to have just to, to get so, started at home? So, I mean, you could do a lot, especially when you're starting out, just with body weight exercises, right? If you're 100 pounds overweight, you've never done anything fitness related. I mean, there's so much you could do just with your own body weight. Um, I use a lot of resistance band training as well, um, okay, mini sure. bands. So th that's the stuff that I will bring to people's houses. And some of my clients will invest, you know, as they get going, they'll invest right. in their own equipment so they can do those workouts on their own. My gym that I have in my home is a little bit better stock. So I do have a lot of free weights. I have some barbells. I have benches. I have things okay. like that. But I mean, if you really want to get started and you're not comfortable going to the gym, there's a lot of things you can, you could do a burpee anywhere. You could do a jumping jack anywhere, yeah. a push up, a squats. You could do those anywhere. So if you want to get started, you could easily get started with all of the basics in your home. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Thick and curvy. Hmm. Do you train small ladies too, or like you? Use the, the name says to be thick and curvy. It reminds me of ladies of the you know yeah. older days where the figures were full and they were curvaceous. Now, Good what question. A, yeah, yeah. A, a, a smaller lady, she could come to you for, for course, physical yeah. fitness too. You you won't reject her because she's no. Oh, no, no well, no, no, thank no. you for that. <laughs> for all the small, let's say, for all the skinny ladies out there, hey. Yeah. You, <laughs> You're the one. It's more than just working out. It's about overall it's, wellness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about yeah. body image too, right? Just because a woman is thinner doesn't mean she has a positive body no. image. Right. And, and, yeah. yeah. And doesn't mean she's not developing a new relationship with fitness. Just because someone, just because I have a thinner client doesn't mean she's fitter than some of my, yeah. my yeah. bigger clients. So well, according to really, the magazine, she is. But anyway, it, yeah, let's not look at those anymore. Yeah, yeah, but I've heard of thin fat. Yeah. Well, you're thin on the outside, but your insides are still fat. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but again, well, we don't need a trainer. Like like <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We wish you today uh, continued success. And everybody Absolutely, out there, yeah. hey, uh, how can they get a hold of you? 
So you can find me on Instagram, the Allison Russell, Allison two L's, Russell's two S's, two L's, double it all. Go. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Thick and Curry Thinness, and I have a website, AllisonRussell.ca. Continued success. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks Thank for you. Everyone.